Hey girl, hey, we're back with a brand new season of your favorite podcast, the self-love podcast by Love Madden. Welcome back to our true blues and welcome in to our new friends and followers. This is season seven. Join us each Monday as we talk through the scripture and the science of self-love and what it means for our healing. Each week, we'll give you a passage, a prayer, and a practice to apply to your own self-love journey. Prepare to laugh, learn, and lean in. Make yourself comfortable and pull up a seat. There's always room at our table. Welcome in. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. What's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. Wonderful. We're acting like we're just seeing each other, but we are recording two episodes in the same day, so... I mean, yeah, y'all need to know the truth because now that we have visuals, you're going to see we have the same clothes on. Facts. So nice to talk to you again and nice to see you all again. It's been a week <laughs> since I've seen you. It's been a few minutes since I've seen you. <laughs> or not. All right. Love it. Oh, Lord. Or leave it. Let's do it. I'm going to go because I am prepared this time, and which y'all know is a rare occasion. <laughs> My love it is a song that has been... Um, permeating my summer into my fall. It's All My Life by Little Dirk. It's like mm. so catchy. All it, my life. All my life. They trying to keep me down. They trying to keep me down. <laughs> They're going to break me. <laughs> it gives me like uh, old school, I don't know, like those old like little like catchy rap songs mm-hmm. where they would be like call and respond. Like Arrested and, Development? You like you, you uh, like Arrested Development. I didn't really like a what we went on a trip one time and you and I think it was Nikki were singing all the words Uh, outside of Tennessee. Actually, (laughs) I did not like Tennessee. I thought that that song was kind of annoying, but they did have some other songs that were good. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know if I was like a huge Arrested Development fan. I mean, where are they these days? I wonder. I don't know. A couple years ago, I saw them performing in. um, Was I with you in Southwest? In the city. Oh, no, I was with Karen. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when y'all saw when y'all saw It was in um, twenty seventeen. <laughs> remember? I don't I think I told this story on the podcast a long time ago, but for our new listeners, I was on a dating app and Maddie was like swiping <gasps> um just random people. I ended up swiping this uh white guy who looked like Santa Claus. He looked like a, a garden gnome. Oh yes, a That's garden. That's he looked gnome. like a garden gnome. Like for real, and then but he had really good inf- he had like good no, stats. No, we actually sw- he was funny. He was fun funny. I nice. actually talked to him on the phone several times. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but it was the long biker beard. Yeah, it was and giving. The, uh, give me more Travis Kelsey. Less. Wait, have you seen this video now. of um, who's the man from Houston, the white guy? Not the not Bubba Sparks. Oh, the, Paul Wall. Yeah, he looks so different Paul Wall? now. I was yeah. like, eh. <laughs> Paul that's not that's not that's the not face the that I had put Paul with Wall. the. And then the voice was the same. And Paul Wall, he has like salt and pepper, pepper hair. hair. Oh my god, looking like a zaddy. He was giving zaddy. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, it was yeah. not that kind of white man. No, it wasn't. It was giving, like I said, garden now. But they actually saw him that day that they saw Arrested Development. They yeah. saw him at this little bar, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my god!" I was like, oh, my God, it's him. Anyway, guys. So Be careful who you swipe because you might see him in the streets. That's the lesson. see him in the streets. So, yeah, love it or leave it. I'm loving All My Life by Little Dirk featuring J. Cole. Go check it out. All right, perfect. Uh, I think it's kind of more practical. Okay. 
I have been loving a lot of um, editing apps for content creation. So I had an intern who was doing that work for me, but now she's back to school. And until Mm -hmm. I find someone else, I'm doing some of this stuff myself. Mm -hmm. So CapCut. Oh, yeah. Erica told me about that one. And In Stories. I think she may have told me about that one. And then Canva has had some updates. And between all of that, I have been able to create some content. I I bought a little um, light box off of Amazon. So the most recent pictures you'll see on Love Goods Co. website of our seasonal boxes are pictures that I took myself. Nice. And then use these apps to add fake shadows and edit and lighten and brighten. Okay. You better teach yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you. <laughs> it's giving DIY. It's giving budget, and yeah. So like the main mainstays. Yes. Um, we have a photographer who does that. Shout out to Melina. She's hey, excellent. Melina. But for some of the things where we're doing a limited run, yeah. Um, I don't know what that was. So we're recording just in the <laughs> spirit of transparency <laughs> on a day where it's very windy. So I think it was something outside that um, may have fallen. All right. All right. Oh. Hope for the best. We are in Northeast. Could be a branch. It could be something else. No, it didn't sound like <laughs> somebody trying to enter the building. Well, it did sound it like sound the like popo was banging on. Somebody the was knocking it. <laughs> All right, kicking the door, waving a four four. That's what it was giving. Um, so yeah. Shout out to Melina. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for a lot of things that are limited run, like we have um, a, a boo season box coming out. Um, that'll only be here for October. So it's like, I'm not going to mm. invest all of this in photography yeah. for something that I'm just doing a, a few dozen boxes of. Boosie. So yeah, boo season. Mm. That's your season right now. Yeah. So um, that's what I'm loving in stories and cap cut. And if there are any more, I'll put them in the show notes because it's one more and I can't think of it. Yeah. And if y'all have some that we don't know about, share them with put us. On. Um, yeah. One thing I'm just going to shout out my good girlfriend. It just came to uh, in my spirit um what's erica's uh instagram handle lady ej oh no no i think she, she changed, changed it to Ms. mrs erica fields, fields. yeah so it's mrs erica Fields. i yeah. wanted to shout her out because uh i think not this past february but the february before we went to fort lauderdale we had a girl's trip she was talking about how what you know which some things she wanted to do to um foster her creative side and she said she was going to start doing content creation and she has been doing a very consistent like quality job in terms of um offering um holiday celebration content mom content just seasonal it's not seasonal that's that's all the time yeah it's really nice so um shout out eric to Erica, I wanted to just shout you out because you've been doing an amazing job. And then I encourage you all to go follow her to show her some love. Good. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so proud I'm of so you. I'm so proud of you. I was singing that to Ellie the other day and she was like, oh, I want to hear that song. And I played it and, you know, I think I listened to maybe radio edits. I thought it was going to be preschool friendly because oh. I was just thinking about the chorus but no, there was some questionable um, content in there. Content in the lyrics, and do so they have that on Kids Bop? I don't. I you know okay. I don't know. I just went straight to okay. Apple Music, and gotcha. so that was a mom lesson for me. I also <laughs> she had also been listening. She watches a, a cartoon called Dougie. Okay. And my sister and her had been listening to and dancing to teach, teach me, me how, how to Dougie. Mm-hmm. And so she asked me to play it. This is after the I'm so proud of you thing happened. So you think that I would have learned your lesson. Did you know that it was all the just love me? Did you know that? Oh, yeah. I yeah. knew that. I think I did know, but I don't think I knew. And then when yeah. I played it, I was like, ah, 
Huh. She was like, what happened? I said, oh, nothing. I said, you made some, it more hot. But no, she doesn't need to I hear told her, that I said word it was some bad words. And she was like, which ones? Which ones were bad? No. She no, said, I just want to know. I'm no. not going to say them. Mm-hmm. I said, no. She's like, please, mom, I just want to know which ones are bad words. I don't know any bad words. Right. That's, that's, the, that's the point. Exactly. That's why I'm cutting it off. So, um, yeah, it was like bees want to fuck me and niggas oh, want to. I said, yeah. I didn't I mean, know that's what Teach Me How to Dougie was about. <laughs> Honestly, y'all. What I was mean, I doing? All, most of these songs that we like love the beat to and, yeah. you know, have a pretty good chorus. The, um, the, the verses is terrible. Yeah. So anyway. All right. It's time to set the table. Yeah. Like I said in our intro episode, if you haven't listened, go back and listen. It was good. It was um, longer than we thought. Mm-hmm. Lots of nuggets <laughs> and a lot of catching up with us. But in our intro episode, I kind of um, um, set the table, so to speak, for what to expect this season and that I would be opening up each season with a guiding passage in hopes that it will sort of color our conversation. Mm-hmm. So we're back in Proverbs, y'all, because you know what one thing Proverbs is good for? Like a quotable? Like a quick snip, Mm -hmm. because it's not really like a story. It's just (laughs) a bunch of Proverbs, Proverbs. (laughs) which is great. Mm -hmm. So here is today's passage. We're in Proverbs 25 and 28. A person without self-control, read discipline, Mm. is like a city broken into Mm. and left with no walls Mm. or a house with its doors and windows knocked out. You're left with, when you have no discipline, you're left open and vulnerable. Mm. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Mm, A person with no self-control or discipline is like a city broken into and left with no walls, no protection, or a house with its doors and windows I need to put that on my little, I don't have one of these, but like (laughs) I need a little dry erase board in my bathroom or my bedroom Mm -hmm. and write these like, because I need to be looking at this. That's a good one. Yeah. So here's what I wrote in kind of reflecting on that and thinking about this episode. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, I went to the emergency room with this sudden stabbing chest pain. And I'm looking at Tanil because she knows that I'd be like, I don't know if I'm a hypochondriac, but Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'll start by saying that everything was okay. It actually turned out to be muscle strain from, get this, a hairstyle. I got these braids, and the braider used, like, way too much hair, like packs and packs of hair. Um, and it was <laughs> It was so heavy and so tight that I was apparently straining my neck in my sleep and had pulled a muscle in such a way that I experienced um, chest pain on the upper left-hand side. Mm, mm, but mm. in my defense, around the same time, I was taking some fertility drugs, and okay. I had read the risk, and it could increase your risk for blood uh, clots. Uh-huh. So between knowing that risk okay. and the doomsday scenarios over at WebMD, uh, we decided Don't to go straight it. to the ER. I mm-hmm. never had sharp chest pain before. And this is because Maddie and I are both in, um, well, public we have health public health backgrounds. backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um you don't have to go straight to the ER. You don't. It causes ER overutilization, I which is util- something we're trying to yes, stop. <laughs> so that's why they created patient like patient first and like these urgent care centers. Go there. Yeah. So the ER I went to wasn't at a hospital. It was like a standalone. It was basically like an urgent care okay. in our community. I, it was like a little standalone. Well, let's make sure we're clear. But it, with is, the, it is called it an emergency is, oh, it room. It's not an urgent room. care. It's a okay. standalone well, ER. The point of this story is for something like that, you can go to urgent care. Yeah. So it was giving very much. <laughs> I'm coming to join you, Elizabeth. This is the big one. Um, Dramatics. Anyway, we get to the ER and after hours of waiting, the doctor finally came in to review my chart. 
she, it was a woman, mm-hmm. read the notes aloud and I was listening. And in the midst of the medical jargon on my chart, I was stung by the words habitual aborter. Mm. As I've mm. shared before, I have lived through a decade of recurrent pregnancy mm. loss. It was a painful and hurtful season of hope deferred, of self-doubt and compounded grief. And to hear myself described as a habitual aborter felt like a gut punch. Mm-hmm. Um I had tears swelling up in my eyes. I felt like blamed. Mm. I felt triggered and attacked. Like I had somehow made a regular practice out of terminating Mm. the pregnancies that I had so desperately prayed we would see come to fruition. Mm. And this was before I even had my daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, After some time and some processing, I have since decided that I want to reclaim that season of my life, not as one of loss, but as one of healing, growth, and overcoming as a season filled with not just um, pain, but a season filled with mm-hmm. purpose. With that being said, I have reappointed myself not as a habitual aborter, but as a habitual healer. Wow. Someone who has made a regular and consistent practice of self-healing. Mm-hmm. And I want to spend our time together today describing and unpacking the specific habits of healing that have been most transformative to me over the last decade. Mm. With that being said, welcome to season seven, episode one, Habitual Healer. Wow. Healing is a habit. Get like me. Everything doesn't have to be turned into a rap song. I mean, it's good. It gives Marcus more (laughs) clips to look up. (laughs) I guess. guess. Um, So before we dig in, I want to say this. If you've read my essay on loving ourselves in my newsletter, the self-love newsletter, you can sign up on Substack or at lovemadden.com. Then you know what the seven habits are, but we're going to dive in a little bit deeper today. So with that being said, let's dig in all right all right so our first habit is honesty Mm -hmm. honesty and acceptance of our true selves requires us to release attachments that we have had to previous or wait sorry now Mm -hmm. i'm feeling like i can't read (laughs) release attachments that we have to that release attachments that we have to previous or ideal versions of ourselves Thank you. In order to better to get in order to better get to know and love who we currently are. So clearly I didn't read this before we got here. You're saying have to, but it's that we have to. (laughs) Right. So I think there has to be a comma here that we have comma to. No. 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 So how am I supposed to know when to pause? Regardless. She just read it. Commas are not pauses. Oh. We'll talk about that in another. That's interesting. I always looked at the as a comma as like a pause. Mm -mm. Okay. No, they're, anyway. they're specific and appropriate times so probably, to use this commas. Is, this is, um, you don't just throw them in because of how you want to read. Anyway, this is a, a good lesson in preparation. Anyway, <laughs> honesty. So my let's, first, read, wait, let's read it again read so the people again. can yes, really get yes, it. Yes, yes. Honesty and acceptance of our true selves requires us to release the attachments that we may have to previous or even ideal versions of ourselves in order to better get to know and love who we really are. That's good. Yeah. Okay. The first question As is, read by the author. That's why it's always better when the author, that's when true. the narrator reads something, Be- don't hit the because same. Because I know what I'm trying to say. She knew what she was trying to say. And the way that it was written, I... Don't, ha- don't, don't. No. Okay. Let me not in a minute. Not, I'm sorry. The way that I saw it Perfect. was different. I like that. Okay. No All problem. Right. How do you practice honesty with yourself? Um. So... 
one of the things that I do, and I feel like my answers to almost all seven of this mm-hmm. are going to go back to this morning, quiet time, okay. journaling routine, mm-hmm. um, is I start my day by writing how I'm feeling. Okay. So the journal that I use has a little checkbox. I feel energized. I feel good. I feel bad. I feel whatever. It has like four things. Mm-hmm. Then I have a little bit of space to write just a sentence mm-hmm. about how I am feeling and how I am like showing up in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then I have a space to write an intention. Okay. So I feel like how I practice honesty is by first being honest with myself about where I'm at, Mm -hmm. where I am since we're on a grammar kick. Um, (laughs) Because if you don't first tap in with yourself and feel honest about where you are, just even in that present moment snapshot, Mm -hmm. then when somebody shines a mirror to your face, you're going to want to get defensive. Mm -hmm. But if you've taken the time to kind of say, here's how I'm feeling, I'm not so energized or, you know, you always hear about women saying like, oh, my God, I was cranky all week. And then my period came and I was like, oh, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. It's because we're not even taking the time to recognize how we feel. And then we're always seeing it in hindsight. Mm -hmm. So honesty with me is just being honest about how I feel in the day to day. And I'm I am practicing. And I said this in the previous episode, I am practicing a lot more being present. And being in the day to day. So the check in, the honesty check in for me is not about who I am as a person and all of that. It's just who I am in a snapshot of a moment when I start each day. And then and then the thing that goes hand in hand with honesty is acceptance. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, in, and this is even when we get into um, bigger things like outside of the day to day. I am somebody who does X. Mm -hmm. I am somebody who has experienced Y. I am somebody who's been diagnosed with Z. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like by us not being in denial, but really just honest and accepting, then it equips us to be able to face whatever X, Y, or Z is, whether it's grief, whether it's a challenge, whether it's I'm somebody with 15 cents in my bank account. I am somebody who was living with mental health issues. I am somebody who has generalized anxiety disorder. These things are not me. But by by naming those things and being things. honest with ourselves, we're not succumbing to those things or we're not conceding to those things, but we're giving ourselves space to be prepared mm-hmm. to move through, fight back, or live with whatever your X, Y, or Z is. So honesty is important on a macro and the micro. And that's how yeah. I do it with the morning check-in. That's good. I don't... Um do the morning check-in. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something that... I, so I'll just be honest with you all. I don't have a morning routine. Um, I literally wake up and I think I just open my computer, which is the downside of working from home mm. um, because I sleep longer because I don't have to get up to like go anywhere. So literally, I open my eyes and I just open my laptop, which is... Um, not good. But, but that's not because you work at home. That's because it, that's your choice. Mm. I mean, you can wake up and, and have breakfast. Have say that, I mean, honestly, you can no, wake that, up right. you're, and have breakfast. Sure. You can have a dedicated space to work. <laughs> that's what I'm office saying. Outside of your bed. Those are choices. You're, you're right. That's what I'm saying. I don't have a morning routine. Um, but I do think that that's something that I can incorporate. But in terms of how I practice honesty with myself is I take intentional times for self-reflection and Mm self-awareness. So I do think it's important on a regular basis, whatever that frequency looks like to you, to just take some quiet time Mm -hmm. to check in with yourself and to see what's bubbling up 
and confront it or mm. accept it or, you know, determine what you need to do to um, change things that may bubble up that you don't like. Mm. Um, and I do think that denial is a big, plays mm. a big role in like your self-reflection and self-awareness time um, because it's so easy to just, say mm, that's not me mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um but yeah you need to live in a space where you you really take a critical eye to what's bubbling up whether that's you see some stuff in yourself that you try to suppress and say uh that was only one time mm -hmm. I didn't really you know I don't do that that often um or if someone points something out to you I mean and, and I this question talks about honesty with yourself mm -hmm. but what I've been struggling with and um I think it's been illuminated by um, like recently mm -hmm. is when people give me constructive criticism. Sometimes my initial reaction is defense, mm -hmm. which, you know, a good number of people, that's their initial reaction. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel horrible about it, but you have to acknowledge like, okay, how can you make that first layer when you hear something not automatically go into defense mode and really just take what's being said and then filter it through kind of that honesty mm -hmm. lens. Yeah. And that comes from our upbringing, mm -hmm. the constant need to feel like we have to defend ourselves mm -hmm. or to feel like um, someone sharing an insight with us is, is an attack. And I've learned that like, uh, I, and I'm trying, I, I have, I'm doing a better job of fighting against it. Mm -hmm. I feel like, and maybe it's a little bit of insecurity within me when someone says I'm pointing out this piece of feedback or observation of mm -hmm. something that you're doing, I immediately go into this person is attacking me or this person doesn't like me mm -hmm. as much as they could mm -hmm. Because they're pointing out this one thing, and that's mm -hmm. not necessarily true. Yeah, I, we I've talked about this. I we experience this in, in my marriage all mm -hmm. the time. Like I'll say something to my husband, it might be an observation, but he hears it as an attack, attack. It, or it might be a question. Yeah, like sometimes I'll ask him a genuine question, and he'll think it's like a veiled dig. Mm -hmm. So if I say, "Did you have a chance to take out the recycling?" Mm -hmm. and his thing is. You know, no, I'm about to I'm about to do it after I do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't I, I don't know. You're so it's, literally I'm literally asking, asking you. Mm -hmm. But his thing is, if he was planning to do it or if he was about to do it, he feels like he needs to defend himself because mm -hmm. he feels like maybe I saw that it wasn't out. It wasn't and I'm asking as a veiled. But that's not me. I'm very mm -hmm. if I was saying that, I would be like, you need to take, out you need to take it out. Why I still right here. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I've noticed mm -hmm. um, and, and, and shared feedback with him on is like, it seems like even if it's a small thing, mm -hmm. you have like a, a tendency to want to kind of defend yourself. Mm. So it's interesting that you're saying you see the same thing. In I yourself. see the same thing in me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Habit two: rest. Mm -hmm. Rest is just not physical rest, but emotional. It means not being driven by people pleasing mm. or a pressure to constantly respond to the needs of others over our own wellness and care. Mm. How do you practice intentional rest? So I've talked about the Sabbath and protecting my Sundays. And what I've learned is that the hardest part of protecting my Sundays has not been about, because people are like, oh, Sunday's my prep day. When do you do your laundry? When do you meal prep? Because when I say I'm resting, I'm really resting. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to work around that. I just do some stuff. I loaded some stuff Saturday morning, and then I do my meal prep stuff on um, 
Monday. Monday. I have the flexibility in my schedule to be able to do that. So that hasn't been the hardest part for me. The hardest part for me, well, it's still myself, I guess, is the people pleasing. Mm. If somebody's inviting me to something or doing something or hosting something, or we're looking for time on the calendar, which is hard to grab. Mm. And people say, what about Sunday? I know that Sunday's free, but that doesn't mean that it's available. available. And it's a there's a difference between free and available. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the reason I wrote that piece that way about the people pleasing is I don't struggle to to sleep. I don't struggle to, you know, to take the time to put the the margin in my day, but it's about not wanting to give that margin up to somebody else because they want to host a play date or have brunch or the kids birthday party like I'm, I'm getting stronger with the no muscle. Yeah. So that's how I've been practicing it. It's the Sabbath, but it's not just about me making the plans. It's about, like I said before, it's about me seeing them through and not feeling bad, bad. about upholding boundaries. Yeah. And for me, I think the um, second piece of it where you said a pressure to constantly respond to the needs of others over our, um, our own self, that's my struggle because Mm -hmm. you know when people who I um feel loyal to Mm -hmm. or um you know care about when they ask me to do something my natural inclination is to do whatever they're asking Mm -hmm. right and oftentimes it is at the sacrifice of my own uh rest Mm -hmm. it could be my own sanity sometimes (laughs) it kind of just depends on what it is so I'm trying to be more mindful to pause and and like you said Mm. determine whether or not you really have I really have Mm -hmm. the bandwidth to do whatever it is someone is asking Mm me and I guess that it bleeds into the people pleasing part understanding that the people are going to love me regardless Mm -hmm. if I can do it or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's just me being um, confident and saying no or saying not right now. Because you could, you know, just maybe the time is not right. Not right. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Solitude is habit number three. Solitude provides the space to retreat from others and reduce distractions in order to better connect with ourselves. How have you made time for solitude in this season? So I'll start by saying that I want to do a whole episode on the difference between solitude and isolation. Mm -hmm. Because for me, solitude is not just being by myself. Solitude is being in the presence of God. Mm. So when we think about Jesus, you know, going out off into the mountaintops or you know, praying to his father in private, he was always in the presence of God. Of God. Mm-hmm. I think solitude is a limiting distractions because sometimes you could be by yourself saying, I need alone time, mm-hmm. but you're not limiting distractions because you're still scrolling on scrolling, your phone or you're still doing other things TV. and you're really isolating yourself from other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Solitude is an intentional time mm-hmm. where we've limited distractions and we've allowed time to connect with ourselves and for me also connect with my creator. Mm-hmm. So how I've done that has been through this morning quiet time routine. And I have um, excused myself mm-hmm. from the morning uh, rigmarole. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I do some things um, for morning prep, like if we're mm-hmm. running behind and need to, and then I'll just push my quiet time um, till after they leave. But mm-hmm. I don't do drop off. Mm-hmm. I don't make breakfast during the week because that's the time that I have. And my husband has his own protected time protected as well. Time. Daily time for solitude. So it's not just like me over everything, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. forget y'all. But 
Because that's how I felt about it at first. At first, okay. But it's like, no, I can, you can manage this part and mm. I will do this. And that is my time for solitude. Mm. I put my headphones on with the noise canceling. I mm. do my worship music. I get in, in a window so I can be a natural light. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I pull out my journal and I write. Mm. Um, so that's been my solitude. And it's been, it's been great. As somebody who is like a self-proclaimed extrovert, um, I get really filled up and enjoy time with people, mm-hmm. but I realized that for a long time I was also using that as an excuse to avoid a time with just myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm really learning to enjoy my own company and not feel lonely or alone. Mm-hmm. And I read a quote somewhere that says, you're never alone when you're in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. So I just take them with me wherever I go. Yeah, um, and I'll just be honest, in this season, mm-hmm. um, well, I'll say in the season that we're, I'm probably c- currently coming out of, mm-hmm. I was operating a, from a space of isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, and we'll probably mention Women Evolve, uh, at least for the first couple, couple episodes, because yeah. it's just so new, mm-hmm. Um one of the goals that I had for Women Evolve was to reconnect with God because I, just being honest, I was angry with God. I didn't want to engage with God, so there was no prayer. There, I was watching, um, you know, service on Sundays online, mm-hmm. but I was doing 17 other things while I had service on in the background, so I wasn't giving any intentional um, time um, to my worship and I didn't even think, or I'm not even going to say, I I just wasn't even willing to be in a place where it was just me and God, because I was so angry at him for some of the things that I had been experiencing, Mm -hmm. you know, in the last year or so. So I really wanted to go to woman evolve to reconnect and reestablish my relationship with God. And I don't, for a while I felt guilty about being angry, but you know, God is all knowing he is, you know, we have a relationship with him like we have with anybody else. I may get mad at you. Sometimes I may get mad at my mom. I may get mad at my boo or whatever. Like it's normal. So it's also normal to, to be angry with God. And I was feeling a lot of guilt and shame around that for a long time. And the great thing is that the Bible tells us that once God has forgiven, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a memory of it. Yeah. So even though it's like a relationship with others on your side, yeah. it's not on, his, on side. his side. It's no grudges. He's done. He doesn't even know what she was mad about last year because when you ask for forgiveness and you, you know, make that reconnection, mm-hmm. when we use the words, you are forgiven, we take them so lightly, but wash clean, yeah. white as snow, brand new. So you might still be processing that and trying to reemerge, but God is still there, past, present, future, open arms. With the open arms. Loving you in spite of yes. and through all of the things. And I had a very similar season where I felt the same way, and it was so comforting for me to know that, like, and almost also mind-blowing that, like, I'm already forgiven and already I'm already forgiven. loved. Yeah. 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 Reminds me of um, one of my Maverick City songs y'all yes. know I will go back to a, a Maverick City music in a moment in a moment <laughs> anyway habit for nourishment proper nourishment includes doing things that fuel us like eating breakfast drinking enough water spending time in the sunlight and consuming healthy inputs media and environments mm-hmm. how have you made uh, time for nourishment in this season 
Um, so I shared that I did a fast this mm-hmm. summer. And so that really changed my diet. Mm-hmm. Um, much more conscious about hydration. I think I do a decent job at always having like a cup of water in front of me and drinking water. Um, but for me, the nourishing more that I've had to have had to be even more intentional about diet is definitely mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. is um, it being in nourishing environments. Mm. And so with the unplugging from the news and the media and the phone, that's a choice that I can make. You can make mm-hmm. more easily. Mm-hmm. A choice that I think is a little bit more challenging is just like, do I want to answer the phone when I know this person is just calling to vent or complain all the time? And I can be an open ear sometimes, but not if I'm not filled up. Do I want to be in a space where I, do I want to engage? Well, I want to be in this group chat. If it's a bunch of gossip, Mm -hmm. do I want to be in a space where people are just like not talking about people Mm -hmm. or even when people are sharing memes, sometimes it's like some things are funny and then some things are like at somebody else's expense. expense. And I feel a little bit convicted about that because it's like, these are real people. And so I'm just not even trying to be in this space where it's just a bunch of negative energy. Mm-hmm. I read this book by Vex King um, called Good Vibes, Good Life. Mm. And so if the vibes is off, <laughs> I'm serious. We are like, all into the vibes now. And, yeah, and we, and we really vibes. do. We have vibrations yeah, energy. And, and energy transfer. And those things make a difference. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just trying to keep it. High, yeah, light, elevate, Mm -hmm. levitate above. So my nourishment has been being around nourishing people and nourishing conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, The group of ladies that we were able to travel with and spend time with at Women Evolve, it was like, it was nourishing. Yeah, and um, I would agree with you. I think Mm -hmm. in terms of nourishment for me in this season, I'll be honest with you all, I have not done a really good job of eating well or drinking my water like I should be, but I'm trying to change that as we go into this next season because I started to feel like, I mean, you know, of course, if you are not fueling your body appropriately, you will start to feel it. And now that we are on the other side, well, Maddie is at, but, um, you know. (laughs) now that I am on the other side of 40, like I think it just shows up a lot more if you're not doing the things that you're supposed to. But um, yes, nourishment for me in this season has been just surrounding myself with people who are feeding me um, good, healthy inputs, Mm. Um, whether that's content, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, sermons, Mm -hmm. scriptures, passages, whatever, or just loving on me. Mm -hmm. Right. So I feel like, um, I have not been as good about allowing people to just love on me without condition. And I think that has been something that has been, uh, filling me up, uh, recently. So very good. Habit five. Mm -hmm. Prayer is not just about asking God for what we want, need or desire but it's a time to thank God for what we have and who we are and honor God for who he is how do you make meaningful prayer a daily habit um I've talked about this before but I'll share it again here for a long time I would just do rote prayers and not mm-hmm. think about um the words mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know God is grace God is good and we thank for our food amen <laughs> those kind of things mm-hmm. Um, but I've learned that I want to be much more intentional about my prayer time. Mm -hmm. And the reason I wrote the piece about it's not just about your desires and your wants, because we always want to open with the ask. Mm -hmm. That's when we want to go to him. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So we talked about the Fisher Price prayer thing. I was about to bring that up. Right. So that reminds us um, of how to pray. Mm -hmm. I've talked about, you know, the gratitude and grace. So I always open with gratitude and then I go to forgiveness. Anything that I want to forgive myself for asking God for forgiveness of or anything that I need to forgive someone else from Mm -hmm. from throughout the day. So I go through gratitude and grace. Mm -hmm. And then I go to my ass, cover these people, bless my family, prayer requests, all Mm -hmm. of that good stuff. So gratitude and grace have been a model for me, Mm -hmm. but also just having some prayers that are just gratitude. Like they don't have to follow the formula. You don't always have to ask. You don't always. Yeah. I can just have a prayer. A lot of times my morning prayers. And like you said, now that I'm at the 40 mark, Mm -hmm. some of the things that we've heard, um, you know, are our older generations, mm-hmm. the kings and queens of our generation, say our grandparents or, or whoever, um, about like, you know, God, just thank you for waking me up this morning. And they're talking about the movement in their limbs. It, it's like, no, that's a thing. That's a thing. And it, I think when you're younger, you take you, a you take You take everything for granted. For granted. You're like, I'm just supposed to wake up and my body is supposed to feel good and I'm not, you know, supposed to experience any pain. But, I mean, as we know, and we're seeing this even with, with friends who are younger and younger in their 30s, one diagnosis can change the trajectory yeah. of your life. Yeah. And your life. Yeah. So, for me, I had a muscle pull a couple of weeks ago and I was just in extreme pain, like hobbling and limping. I was and like, girl, get you some icy hot, some bio-free, something. You <laughs> it was painful. It was it like was it was like it was pressing on a nerve or something. So I was getting like this this sharp pain. Mm. And it only lasted a, a couple of days. But afterward, I, my eyes were so open to like, I'm really thankful that I can y'all, I couldn't get often on the toilet. This is this is the part they don't tell you about the partnership and mm. the the husband of it all. He had to come lift me off the toilet. Mm. That's low. But, you know, that's we're not here. love. That's yeah, love. It felt love. But we're here for it is love. <laughs> oh, that was good. We're here for each other. But I, I it was an and I was also laughing hysterically because I just couldn't believe that I had that we had, that I had to here. do. I, I, you know me. I was in there for 15 minutes trying to, trying to figure out. out how I can get no. up without having to call him. No. He was like, you all right? I was like, I'm good. And it hurts so bad. And I have a pretty high pain mm-hmm. threshold. That he had to like lift me up under my arms because I couldn't get up on one leg and I didn't mm. have the core strength to do whatever else needed to be done. Mm-hmm. It was a mess, child, but it made me thankful. Yeah. And now I have moments where I literally just pray a prayer of gratitude. Yes. And it's and it's like consistent, small things throughout my day. Like we say it like, oh, thank God. But I'm like, no, I'm really speaking to you. Thank you, God. Yeah. Yeah. And just to go along with that, um, something that we heard at Women Evolve is that your healing is in your praise, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So um, just praying those prayers of, of gratitude and, um, you know, just thanking God for what he's done and what he will do and what he can do has tremendous healing power. And we could do the grace prayers throughout the day too. Like yeah. I know sometimes we'll say like, oh, sorry, God, don't send me to hell. Don't strike me dead. But I think being more intentional about really like if you have a thought mm-hmm. or something negative or you you're, you're, you have a sharp tone with somebody, mm-hmm. it's like apologize to the person, but then also take a moment to reconcile that. Like that's not how I meant to show up today. Yeah. And I need a little bit of grace in that, in that area. Yeah. Keep, keep it humble. Keep it humble. Yeah. All right. Habit number six. Self-work is the effort that it takes to untangle ourselves from the thoughts and behavior patterns that do not serve us. 
It moves us beyond self-awareness into action. What does self-work look like for you in this season? So this is where I said I would probably come back to my journal. Okay. Spending the daily time and making intentions Mm -hmm. for my day. What I typically do is, so I talk about how I'm feeling. That's the honesty portion. Mm -hmm. I set an intention for the day. Mm -hmm. The difference between the intention and a goal is an intention is around how I want to be. Be. How I want to show up. Mm So my, my intention is not to do X, Y, Z. It's to be patient. Mm -hmm. It's to be kind. Mm -hmm. It's to be calm. It's to be whatever. Whatever. Mm -hmm. So I set an intention for the day and then I try to set one or two goals for each day to help me Mm -hmm. reach that intention. Separate from that, I have maybe three to do's for the day that I I make my three top priorities instead of having a list of 12 things. Mm So I have intentions and then I also have my to do's and my goals. So the goals and the to do's help me to feel accomplished because instead of making a list of 20 things, and only accomplishing three and ending the day feeling like a failure, mm-hmm. I make a list of three to four things. If I even if I just knock out two or three, mm-hmm. it feels more like a success. An intention is for how I want to show up mm-hmm. throughout that day, the grace and the patience that I want to show myself and others. Mm-hmm. Then in the evening, I, you know, look at my journal, look at my day you know, log my little things, check mark my water, how much did I drink, what was my movement for the day. And I go back and I look at that intention for the day and I reflect about have I done the the, the work. Because self-work is really a little by little practice. Yeah. It's not just about calling the therapist and getting on the call and doing whatever, but it's like, who? how am I showing up every day? Every day. So you got to tap in every day. Otherwise you look back and weeks, months, years have passed and there's been no change. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, Self-work for me in this season looks like clarity and um, decluttering. Mm. Um, Because I have been in this very um, foggy space, Mm -hmm. uh, I felt like I was being overcome Mm -hmm. by all of the residuals of um, IVF. So there's a lot that, you know, I felt like was just overburdening me. Stress, grief whatever. Um, I want to step into this new season with clarity. And so part of that is at the beginning of the year, I said I was going to get back into therapy. And I kept I looked up the therapist, I just never made the call. So I haven't gotten back into therapy. And so that's one thing in terms of my self work that I want to do between now and the end of the year is get into back into therapy. Um, because I think it would it I don't think it will help me um, uh, lift the fog that has been on my life, uh, for the past year or so. Um, and then I want to clean and clear my physical space because Mm -hmm. I have been in this fog. There are areas of my home that give fog, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) And so I want to be able to Take small steps because it can be overwhelming at times. Like if you look at like everything that needs to be done. But if you just take, like you said, one room and say, okay, on this Saturday, I'm going to focus on this one space. Mm -hmm. It it helps. So my self-work in this season is all about clarity. Also, since there's some sort of obstacle keeping you from therapy, Mm -hmm. you might consider um, like a therapy workbook. Mm -hmm. So I have a couple Um, I can show them to you before you leave today. Yeah. A self-love workbook for women. I have two um, 12-week practice books. They're self-guided exercises. 
And it's not like, it's not necessarily an everyday thing, but it's a weekly session, just like you would in therapy. In therapy. So you read, you do a little work. There's some reflection prompts. Mm-hmm. There's also an app called, I think it's Bloom. Oh, the one that they just they, shared. At, they shared it at Woman Evolve. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw that they shared a mental health one. I think it was Bloom, Bloom the, as well, because okay. that was where um, Dr. Anita was doing her. Um, no, that's another one. Oh, no. That's the that's the one. I I downloaded the one that they shared as well. <laughs> Heart and Health is the one. They oh, shared. Heart and Health. But <sighs> um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's called Bloom. I'll okay. correct it in the show notes if it's not right. But it is video. Um, but it's pre-recorded, oh, but you're working through, through certain things, certain things with a licensed therapist, and you can choose either a male or a female mm-hmm. um, person to guide you through. You're kind of doing the courses. It's self-guided. Mm-hmm. But if you're having sort of a um, a challenge with finding someone or just making the time to just do it, there are some things that you can do to kind of um, Ease be your own therapist for a little bit. Yeah, knowing me, uh, I don't Will know if do I it? need to be my own therapist. <laughs> I need to say at so the twelve therapi- o'clock. So the therapist asked Thursday, the, the therapist asked the questions in the in the prompts. Yeah, but no, but I, be that's self guided. Well, yeah, I'll be honest. The discipline. Yeah, the, that, and that's the thing. So when you said that whole self control, because the if you make an appointment with yourself, you won't honor it because you know, can still say that, twelve o'clock on Saturday, but you're thinking. Yeah, you I know me, up. but and that's mm. so that goes to the whole showing up, showing up for yourself. If Maddie says to Neil, be here at twelve o'clock, I'll be there at because you've never missed a recording for my podcast. Twelve or twelve oh five or twelve. <laughs> but for your podcast, yeah, you've 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 given yourself a little wiggle room, too much wiggle room, and that's where the self control comes in because yeah. Proverbs says what this is today's passage, so it's perfect. Mm. A person without self control. Mm, mm, is like a city that's been broken into and left with no walls. That's the that, that's the protection. Your self control is your protection. Mm-mm-mm. All right, habit seven: grace. Mm-hmm. Showing ourselves grace includes the act of self forgiveness, mm-hmm. the release of feelings of shame and guilt, mm-hmm. and extending compassion towards ourselves. What does grace look like for you in this season? So how I've made it a habit is incorporating gratitude and grace into every prayer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm continuing to work on, so that's the habitual healer part. Mm-hmm. But what I'm continuing to work on is that second part around feelings of shame mm-hmm. or guilt. Mm-hmm. So if I if I say the no, if I extend the no, that I'm not going to be able to make it. This is the boundary. Here's the Sabbath. It's the feelings that come afterward that mm-hmm. I'm still working through. That is um, that is yet in progress. Mm-hmm. But how I'm making it a habit is making it an intention to every night in my prayer time, go through my gratitude, mm-hmm. go through my grace, mm-hmm. and then get to the requests. What about you? Yeah, I think um, for me, grace in this season is acknowledging the feelings of shame and guilt. And I've mentioned some of those throughout the course of this episode Mm -hmm. and then um, moving past them in a positive way. Mm -hmm. So not getting stuck in the shame and the guilt, but taking the steps to move out of it um, into a place of grace. And so um, for me, that's small steps. So, um, you know, Releasing feelings of shame and guilt around not being able to naturally have a child for me looks like giving myself grace to call an adoption agency mm-hmm. or, you know, mm. do whatever steps I need to kind of get move past the guilt that I feel of not being able to conceive my own child. Mm. Um, so that's what 
grace looks like for me. It, it, uh, and I would say acceptance mm-hmm. is also that honesty. They come t- hand in hand. Grace. Yeah. 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 Yes. It, anything else that you want to um, say before we move into closing prayer? I think we said a lot. I do want actually I do want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. We're burning this candle in my shop. It's called cocoa butter, vanilla, vanilla and, and amber. It smells really good. And it, it does smell good. Oh. But so when you because now it's like how are you're getting both of these scents? Mm-hmm. We have the tobacco, tobacco and bergamot because I know how this cocoa oh, butter, vanilla smell. and amber smells. Okay. It's a really good candle. Okay, get it out in the Love Goods Co. shop. In the Love Goods Co. shop, and I am getting ready to release. Um, well, actually, by the time you hear this, I would have just released uh, the, the Hello Fall box, mm-hmm. and it's in there. It's in the Hello Autumn box, mm. and it and smells I really do, good. It smells creamy. I do love amber as a as a scent. Me too. So, um, I don't like vanilla as much. It's the cocoa butter. That's a very mm. interesting scent like when i went to um the young woman who pours our candles Mm -hmm. i told her i wanted something that smelled like real like black and she was like cocoa butter oh yeah because when we first came up black definitely gives cocoa (laughs) butter. when we first came up with this concoction it was for our i originally had them poured for our black history month um Mm -hmm. black creators box okay and i loved it so much i wanted to bring it back for the fall and i wanted something that wasn't just like pumpkins leaves and apple cider yeah because i don't want to smell that so mm-hmm. i um just i like cocoa butter it feels warm and cozy like a blanket so and yeah so that's that that's that all right drums please, Organs, please. <laughs> here's our prayer god we thank you speaking of gratitude lord we thank you for your many lessons in self-love, even the hard ones. Thank you, God, for first modeling gratitude and grace through Christ. Thank you for the opportunity to heal and grow through our life experiences. Thank you for helping us to establish new habits and for helping us to break those that are not of service. Help us to be reflective and mindful. Help us to exercise the self-control and discipline required to become habitual healers. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Here's the practice. I commit to adopting one, just one, because y'all be doing too much too fast. And that's why you can't sustain it. That's true. I commit to adopting one single new healing habit this week and to breaking Mm. a habit that is no longer of service. Think about what that is for you and do it and do it. All right. Until next time. Love you guys. Bye -bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast with Matt and Ashete Jones and Tanil Daniels. Like what you've heard? Show us some love and follow or subscribe, then leave a five-star rating and review. For more resources, including show notes and to keep the conversation going, head over to lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. That's L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N.